Marketer's Mindset, Episode 25 with Brian Burkhardt. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Marketer's Mindset, the podcast where we talk about how to create and sustain a powerful mindset to help you build a successful online business and lead a happy and abundant life. I am excited about my guest today. This guy was born and raised in Phoenix to a family of home builders. After high school, where I had the privilege of meeting this guy, that's how far back we go, he went to college with me for one year at Northern Arizona University. Then he left to the warmer climate he was used to and got his degree from Arizona State University. After college, he honorably went into the U.S. Army where he served our country for five years as an officer. After his service in the Army, my guest spent time with Ford Motor Company as a line production manager, furthering his managerial skills. Before returning to Phoenix to pursue the idea of becoming a business owner and unsure of what field to get into, He fell into the the familiar family industry of construction. Through a turn of events, he eventually went into the pool business and began designing and selling swimming pools here in the valley. Working for a large pool company, designing pools and landscape for small custom home builders, he ended up becoming a victim of the recent financial crash that hit our economy so hard. As you could have guessed, the bottom fell out of the market and he had to decide what he was going to do next. Looking for something that he could do that would utilize his experience in the pool business, and then the ever-evolving Internet, he and a business partner began working on e-com and web business. His idea was to help homeowners, home builders, and developers with pool designs and how-to information to build their own pools. He and his partner started out as most inspiring entrepreneurs do, and they started their business out of a garage. They eventually then moved to a trailer, and currently they have two physical locations, one here in Phoenix and another one in Austin, Texas now. He is the co-owner of, or actually the owner, I should say, of Build Your Own Pool, is a premier online web source for owners to get plans permitting, and step-by-step sequential instructions to build their own pools. With projects in just about every state in the country, as well as Puerto Rico, he's designed thousands of pools in his last 20-plus years of pool landscape design experience. He's one of my best and closest friends, Todd Wright. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Thank you very much. I was trying to figure out who you were talking about there. That couldn't have been me. That's you, buddy. That's you. No, that's it's it's my honor, bud. I'm so glad to have you on here. I know we talked about it, and uh, I mentioned it to you before. This is my 25th episode, which you currently said, hey, that's your silver episode, bud. So I'm honored to have you as my 25th uh, podcast. Well, no, the honor is all mine, Boudreau. I I really appreciate it. I've watched uh, I've watched you grow through this, and and it's amazing how fast you've gotten to twenty five already. I can't wait to see where you are by the end of twenty seventeen. Well, you know, I got to give credit to you. Um, I've talked about it for a while, and uh, you finally pushed me and said, "Hey, you got to get out there and do it, bud." So, 
uh, April of 2016, I started with my very first one. So it's been building. It's it's been a great experience. And, uh, you know, I, you've got so much to share with the audience, even though you're more into the brick and mortar. But you, you also do the Internet. So you are familiar with building websites, getting traffic, generating leads. This is exactly uh, what the Marketer Mindset is about, is helping those online entrepreneurs. So uh, I'm looking forward to you sharing your wisdom and knowledge and stuff you've gained over your experience, um, you know, in the pool industry. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do so. You know, we, we spent years, you and I, talking about and following all the gurus of the Internet world and talked about how we were going to put it together. And, and uh, it was, it's nice to see it slowly take space and, and get some traction into what we're doing. But, uh, no, I know I'm happy to do so. I'll, I'll let you lead your show so let me know what you got going yeah t- touch on that what you just said right now because this is one of the things me and you've talked about and and this is what's exciting because i told you this is like our uh me and todd we we try and go to breakfast uh you know at least twice a month um we try and do it on a weekend or something or when i i have time off during the holidays we get together and and uh, I always talk about it, and me and him say we always wish we could record our conversations. So we come up with some uh, really good talks. But one of the things you just touched on, and I want you to to go more into, you were talking about uh, an email that you had sent to Frank Kern, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, that you got? yeah, it was currently. He's got a new new program. He's he's got out there in the marketplace, and and I was my observation with you was that. You know, so frequently we, we look at ourselves here toiling away on our desk, you know, wearing all the hats. And, and then we, we think about people that uh, we've followed for all these years and uh, think, wow, they're, they're just the guy back in the – maybe they're like me. But when you start, you know, interacting with them, you find out that they have so many moving parts and so many other people that are behind the scenes helping them drive the train that uh, – that uh, you know, you, you quit trying to beat yourself up because you're, you know, how come I can't get it all done all the time? How come, how come I'm struggling for to do this and the design and to write the copy and then to do the uh, the emails and and uh, you, as you as you learn and, and grow in this in this business, you figure out that uh, uh, some of the very successful people may have as many as ten or twenty or even thirty people helping them. Uh, push out which looks like easy uh easy comments every day so yeah it's not just them doing it like you 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 said but it took them time to get to that point they didn't start out having you know 10 to 20 people or whatever helping them so it's it's a process now you've experienced that in your business i mean when you started out in the garage you know it was you and your business partner um what what kind of mindset did you have? Because, I mean, starting out, you don't have a lot of capital. So how did you you come with this mindset to say, you know what, to grow this, it can't be just me and him. We need someone answering the phones. Um, we need someone eventually to help start designing pools because you can't do it all yourself running around the valley. There's there's no way you could um, go ahead and grow the business just by yourself. You know, it's not scalable at that point. So kind of walk us through what your mindset was when you, you kind of decided that, Hey, this is how we're going to grow the business. And I, I'm going to have to start adding people. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, of course I, I worked for large companies there for a while. I had to work for the U S army and I had, uh, I had a whole uh, company worth of, of people that helped me and team members that uh, we 
got our things done. When I went to work for Ford, the same thing. I had a whole had a whole shift there that uh, helped me with the production of it. And, and it was no difference when we started in the garage. It was just the two of us, and I would uh, do all the designs. And, and the other aspect of our business is the e-commerce side where we sell pumps and filters and heaters um, to our clients and such. But uh, but it was it becomes very evident quickly that uh, once you're trying to do it all, that there's just no way and, and to grow the business. So, uh, you know, as we could, as we – we got a little more ground, a little more breath under us that we would add people and then, you know, draw back ourselves from that aspect of it. And, and we have, we've, we've got uh, five here in the office full time and a couple part time that help us day to day with what we're doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not always easy. You think, well, we'll just add more people with, then, you know, the things that I was good at. I had to explain or put processes in place so that they could explain it the way I did, or maybe in some cases find other ways to to approach each client differently, you know, to a certain respect, so that we we you know were able to serve them the way they needed. But um, it, it it didn't come without a little bit of growing pain and and uh, you know a few a few free things here and there to to help smooth out the feathers a little bit, but. Um, I think it's been worth it. It's 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 definitely a lot of work. It it's it's slower than you want. You know, you would like to see the growth happen exponentially every day, but but you can. It's nice to see it come together the way it has, and and we're excited for the future and the opportunities that it's bringing. Yeah, and, and I've just seen your growth. You know, just over the years talking with you, it's. I remember, you know, the holidays. Obviously, it gets to a, a struggling point. You know, business slows down. People are not, you know, thinking, especially with a pool, which is more of a luxury item. You know, they're they're tending to maybe wait towards the spring or whatever. But each year, I keep seeing you. You know, you get there to that kind of well, well, you know, is the business going to be there? And and you you keep coming through, bud. I mean, each year I see you. Where it's it seems to be less and less of a struggle. You you are still doing business during the holidays. I know me and you tried to touch base a couple times, and you just didn't have time. You were busy out there, you know, actually meeting with clients and selling pools, and it was awesome to see. I was happy for you that that you were able to to go through that. So it was exciting, bud. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it, it has been. I remember there were times when we first started where. Uh, course the economy was a little different but uh, you know the the phone wouldn't ring for 30 or 40 days you know and so you're you're like well i hope this uh i hope after the season you know after the cold weather that uh, comes in and it does it's phoenix it's going to be 115 degrees and people are going to want a pool to cool off in so but um but with the with the added exposure and the you know, thousand plus clients or more we've got now behind us that uh, have helped us along the way. It's, 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 it just keeps building upon itself and new markets open up. Las Vegas opened up big for us this year and we're, we're going to explore the idea of having a physical location over there, hopefully within a year and, and just, uh, and hopefully the economy stays strong with the new leadership that we've got coming in and, and, uh, and, uh, we'll just keep playing at it. But, you know, just to add on that to we, you know, is, is how we grow with our, uh, our client interaction though, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I think that's the big thing I'm trying to work on more now going forward would be, but, you know, less day to day and more on the business. And, and that's the part now that, that, 
it, it's taking a little bit of time and effort, a little more to to work on how do we how do we convey our message? How do we tell people about who we are, what we do, and and why it's you know and why we bring some value to them? That's that's our next step, I think, going forward. So. Yeah, no, that's so important what you just touched on right there. I mean, there's so much noise out there and, you know, how do you, how do you stand out from the other people? You know, right now, and, and I know it's changed. So kind of, I want to go through this a little bit on that because to me, it's, it's impressive. Um, but what, what do you say is like, how many builders are there right now currently in the valley that you're competing with for designing pools and building them? Well, I, I think there's, there might be as many as 150 or 200 pool builders, although I would just say... Just here in Arizona? Just here in Arizona, yeah. Wow. But I would say that, uh, you know, I'd say maybe 20 or 25 of them represent 80% of the pools that are built, per se. Right. Uh, although our market, the owner-builder market in the Phoenix area, is about 30% to 35% of the pools built every year so. Is it so, really? So yeah. So we don't even actually touch everybody that's out there building their own pool. We we only have a small part of that piece of it too. So it, it's amazing the opportunity and the the potential for growth out there for our business. And then when you say competing against, we I always think we're not really competing against a pool builder. I mean, we're an option for a select few people that that say that you know what I'm. I'm okay with the idea of taking on the extra time and the opportunity to save some money. So, so there's, there's a group of people that aren't our client, you know, they are definitely, Hey, I, I appreciate what you're doing. And I understand it, but I just want to deal with a pool company and, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but for those that, that are open to the idea, uh, we provide a great service in the fact that we give a, a a CAD design plan, step-by-step instructions, and we're not in between the subs and them. They're free to pick whoever they like, but we educate them and, and show them the goods and the bads of, of all the different features and options and and give them a well-rounded understanding of, of the processes of building a pool and working with the people. And from there, let them make a decision on it. So, so uh, you know, it is... Uh, it's a little bit of work sometimes, but it's, I think, with the right set of circumstances, it's it's a valuable and, and option that uh, a lot of people have taken on. So, Yeah, no, I, I love the uniqueness of your business and how you're tapping into that specific niche. And uh, and, and what I got to say, too, about you, bud, is I'm impressed with is uh, you're one of the good guys. So <laughs> to me, you uh, you totally smash that myth of uh good guys finish last you yeah. you don't have that hypey salesy approach you're very uh informative and educate your clients uh on making a decision and and people love to work with you i mean you've told me where they call up and it's like i want to talk to todd i want todd to come out here you've really put yourself as an expert in the pool business um by sharing great content you know you, you got that with your websites by offering reports um i know you guys have done videos so you're doing a really good job i think of what you were talking about trying to you know touch the the market and set yourself apart now i think it's just more you know reaching out 
you know, so much is social media now and uh, getting maybe a presence on there where people can see it. Because, I mean, you guys are obviously expanding. You're not just in Arizona. But, for example, if someone back east heard about you and wanted it, you could design a pool for them and and basically help them even though you're here, right? I mean, it's you could well, work anywhere basically, right? Absolutely. And that's what, you know, in your intro there, you touched on it. We have, we've, we've drawn, and I personally have drawn pools for just about everybody in, in almost every state uh, from Arkansas. We currently, we have a couple in Florida. We have one in uh, North Carolina. Uh, where, of course, we have an office in Texas. Uh, I've got one in Utah, Washington state, California. So, so I've even talked to a few people in Hawaii with the construction over there. So, so yeah, I mean, the process is the same. It, it, it's just a step-by-step sequential process and there's not a lot to it. There's only about eight to nine steps to it. So, and most of them are completed in a day or less. So it really is, uh, if you're, if you understand how it comes together and, and someone like myself or one of the guys here, the design guys walks you through it, you, you, you get a very good and easy grasp of it pretty quickly. So, so that's kind of the value, you know, that we bring. And, and probably, like you said, the niche of our business is that we're not geographically destined to the city we're located in. We could literally stretch out and, and help a person and 5,000 miles away, which, which is the part of the business that I like because it ties into the whole e-commerce and internet-based system that you know, allows you to expand and, and touch the lives of people outside of, uh, you know, a brick-and-mortar business or even, you know, local business as such. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, what can a person, I know it varies, but what would you say a price range or an average saving someone can do by, you know, going through your process of build your own pool? So it, it depends. And I had that conversation with somebody today. They asked me that. <clears throat> and I, I, it typically comes down to who they talk to. If it's a, if it's a, a big, large business or, well, I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> if it's a large business, then they're going to, there may be some large scale operation. They're going to have a lot of overhead and such. Uh, their other price is going to be higher to, to, cover that but most of the time it, it kind of a sweet spots that anywhere from 20 say 20 to 25 percent on on the baseline pools and then as you get a larger pool more features bigger and, and, and such you know you can go up as much i've seen as much as 30 or 40 percent on some of those large expensive projects uh, we have a client right now that's building a a huge pool with a lazy river that goes all the way around the backyard and sunken gazebos and large waterfalls. And even from a cost perspective, it's, it's going to push well over a quarter million dollars, but that same pool with a pool company probably be in the four to $500,000 range, if not more. So in that case, he's saving what might be 45 or 50%, but, you know, on a dollar number, a quarter million dollars. So it's, it's, wow. it's a so there's someone amount of money. <laughs> there's someone building a quarter of a million dollar pool. That's a cost price. Remember, that's, uh, that's, oh. that's what it cost him to build it again from a, as a pool builder years ago, I would, I would add to that cost plus a margin for myself in case I made a mistake. I'd want to have some extra in there. Just so I could cover myself. So again, yeah, I might, I might put a half million dollar price tag on that and try to sell wow. it. Wow. Yeah. 
That is amazing, but you don't think about that, you know, but that's, I guess, you know, that's the, the lifestyle of the rich and famous, man. There's that's people right. out there that, that want those type of pools. So that's, that's cool. Now, now let me get into here with the, when the economy, you know, you started your business, you know, I guess at the beginning of the crash, wasn't it? Yeah. When you kind of went on your own? It was definitely early on. It was right at the bottom of it and uh, at the top of it. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was slow. There wasn't a whole lot of anything going on. So, so we started. How did you, how did you like overcome the, the, the fear? I mean, a lot of people would be like, whoa, this isn't a time to start a business. This is a time to go get a job, you know, cause you got two kids. Um, and a lovely wife, and I know your family and stuff, and kids in college now. And uh, I mean, what kind of take us through the mindset of how you were able to deal with that and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, and and I'm going to go ahead and, and ride this out. What were what were some of the some of the thoughts or or what you mentally were doing at that time? It probably comes back down to you, you do what you know. And so you, you start looking at growing up in a family of builders. We, we went through cycles as well. We had good times and bad times. And during the good times, you lived large and had fun. And in the bad times, you learned how to recruit and, and, uh, and, and do things you know and, and get through it. So I, th- I think some of my experiences growing up in a family of builders you know, probably lent me some, uh, some tactics that helped me survive that. Um, and, and I, it got to the point in my life with what I was doing that I was ready for something new. So, so the idea of, of setting up a website and the e-commerce stuff, um, was, was interesting and exciting. And, uh, and so as we pursued that, <clears throat> the hardest part was finding people that had money to spend. So, so the, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, but no. Go ahead. Uh, take the break, um, the build your own pool portion of it was was a perfect match. Actually, people still wanted to add pools or fix with pools. So, so as we went forward, we would we would uh, we'd be a good cost alternative for them in that respect. So, so as we added new clients, we would. Uh, <clears throat> boy, I tell you, probably had to edit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're all good, man. That's good. It's I, the time of the year, man. Everybody's yeah, congested and coughing so. and hacking. So I told you I took an allergy pill earlier because I was all congested. So yeah, now t- take a good drink and you're all fine, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll, so, we'll get you set up, but no problem. You got to so take anyway, a good drink. I did. As we, as we move forward, though, we were able to, to find new people and, and uh, I think we started off at a at, at a point where we were able to put a price point together to help people get a pool where where they were able to save some money. And most people were spending cash at that point. There, you know, there was no lending available. So, so we presented an option that uh, that that worked well in that economy, and so that helped us to grow. And and now, as the economy's come back, uh, funding has come back, lending has come back. So. So we've kind of grown with that as well. So, I, you know, from a standpoint, was it a bad time to be in business? It was tough. It was hard. But it was also the bottom. And, and it was nice to uh, kind of come up with it and grow with it as opposed to looking at it and saying, wow, this is terrible. I, you know, I, 
I don't want to start now. I want to wait till things are good again. Well, you know, there's never a good time to than the present to start. And you know, whether you're exercising or this time of year with the New Year's, you know, creating resolutions. You know, you and I talked about, well, hey, it's October. Let's let's start a resolution to start now. And, and that's right. I think that's what we did. I think we said, you know what, we don't. We we know what we do. We we know the business. So. Let's just do the best with what we can and provide value and service, and and uh, let's let's make a run at it. So, I think that's a huge lesson that you just shared right there. Is so many people want to wait for the perfect time or for everything to be set up before they jump or pull the trigger and do what they want to do. Like you said, whether it's exercise, start a new business, whatever it may be. But you know what, I. I I commend you for, for jumping in at that time and, and you probably look back now and, you know, we could possibly, hopefully not for a long time, have another economy issue or whatever, but I think it probably prepared you to handle a lot of challenges that are coming because you went through a hard time. You were building when people couldn't get money, like you said. So you had to do different, um, marketing strategies and try and reach people that actually had money. So, it made you probably more creative and more industrious than if things were flying high and you're like, man, the phone's just ringing off the hook. We don't have to do anything. No, you had to really build it from scratch during a tough time. So I think it was probably a, a good thing that you actually jumped in at that time. Yeah, I guess looking back, you 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 say, "Wow, that that made a lot of sense." <laughs> but yeah. At the time, at the time, that's it. You know, you just and I'm like, "Wow, let's let's just do this. Let's see well, what else we got to do. There's nothing. You know, we could go get a new job. We could transition into a new career. I guess, but I you know, I think we we get familiar with what we know and, and what we do, and and let's just find a way to retool this and see if we can't present it in a different way." And at a cost point that people are comfortable with, and, and uh, you know, and it works. So yeah, we're we're, we're fortunate enough that uh, we've come through that hard time. Now, now it's it's back to scale again. It's, you start to rest a little bit. And I I thinking through this holiday weekend, and New Year's, and such. I, I read a lot on the on the emails, and such, and and, uh, and I kept thinking, you know, you're right. You know, we. We, we have to grow or we're just staying still or we're going backwards. So that's, I think going forward, that's, that's going to be, what, what do we, what can we do next? What, what can we change about how we're doing things and add to it and to continue to create the value in this new economy? Now people have money again, so they can go to a bank and borrow money or, you know, the lessons of tight money, might start to fade a little bit. So, well, maybe it's okay that we just use a pool builder now because, you know, I can just go get a loan now. Well, you know, it's still that, it's still, you're still saving the money, but maybe again, some of that's starting to fade. So now maybe we have to retool our business so that uh, the prospect and the advantages we, this, this niche brings to them is more clear and more evident. So that's, I think that's going forward. That's what we're going to have to work on. No, that's, that's perfect because a lot of businesses, like you said, it's so easy to get stagnant to say, Hey, things are going and, you know, we're increasing and each year we're doing a little bit better and to get comfortable. But no, you have to constantly be reinventing yourself and, and finding out what your market wants and, and things in your market 
they change. You can't sit. So these people that are not adapting to new technology, new markets, um, you know, new people coming into it, you know, you start getting these younger and younger generations that get older and older, and they're a totally different mindset. So you have to market differently to them than you do to, you know, a crowd more of our age and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. So I, I commend you on on taking a look and saying, hey, how can we stay on top of this? How can we reinvent ourselves? How can we be different? And how can we be relevant, you know, in this market and keep going forward? So that's awesome. Now, going back to what you said a little bit earlier, but about, you know, growing up in a, a construction family, you know, some of those lessons that you learned, what, who would you say growing up was uh, like the biggest influence on you? Well, obviously, I, I always defer to my dad. I mean, I, you know, I was from a young age. I can remember hopping in the in the truck with him and wanting to go to work with him. And you know, as a as a home builder here in the valley, you know, we, were, we had a lot of, of uh, production homes working. That was the type of business he had at that point. My grandfather uh, started the business. And Dad, uh, you know, ran through some good times as the valley uh, grew, but uh, he'd always hand me a broom or a shovel or something and say, okay, here, start cleaning this house, and uh, when this one's done, just move next door, and I'll come pick you up uh, when it's time to go home. So so as a kid, it was kind of hard, but I didn't want to let him down, so I would do the best I could to, to brush it out as best I could. I, I think he probably had somebody come in behind me. <laughs> try, to, try to clean it up a little bit better but uh, but you know it was it was a good man and and everybody that knew my dad they always commented on on what a person he was he was he was a man of his word he was he was you know he was polite he was you know everybody liked him and uh, I think growing up I, I wanted to capture that same kind of character in myself and and uh, he was probably a little more personable than I. <laughs> he probably reached out to people more. I'm probably a little more shy. But, but you know, I love that aspect of him. And, you know, contrary to that personality, my grandfather was old school business. So he was very tough and stern and, and uh, compliments didn't just roll off the tongue as well as they did with my dad. But, but it was nice to get uh, the dichotomy of the both. Um, was good. I lost my dad um, early on in his life, and uh, my grandfather um, continued on and, and continued to help, uh, you know, where he could and try to pass some more life lessons on to me. And, and I think as he aged, he, he probably softened up a little bit. But, but I got to say that uh, looking back, my father was a big influence on me, and, and uh, I was glad to, to share in those times that we had. No, that's awesome, and and I'll tell you what, um, you you do exemplify those qualities that your dad had. I can vouch for, but you're you're wow. a good guy. You're honest. You're you're reliable, um, and people love you, man. You just got that great demeanor, and and uh, you know it's like I said in the beginning. You know, I'm I'm honored to to say you're one of my closest and best friends, man. It's it's been a great relationship. We've known each other since 1980, so we're looking at what wow. 37 years now or something it's amazing bud but it's been a great friendship um you know we lost touch at the beginning when you went to germany for a while in the service and all that and we've reconnected the, i don't know how many years passed now and it's it's been great we both share the love for uh personal development for marketing uh, business 
all that stuff. And, and I've learned so much from you when we get together and have our talks that, you know, I, I really value your opinions and getting feedback from you and, and stuff that you share. So not just the, the stuff like that, but you know, the friendship, everything, man, it's, it's, it's just a privilege to, to have you in my life, but I appreciate wow. you, man. I appreciate it. And I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, there's very few uh, trusted and, and dear friends that you find along the way. And I, I claim you as, as one opponent and it's, it's good to have that. I'm, I'm glad that we can share all that and, and not to get too serious or sappy because if people knew who you were, they, <clears throat> and the people that do know, know that you're a, a lot of fun and a lot of joking and, and there's not a movie line that you don't know. So, <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it's, I get stumped, but yes, I like, <laughs> but it's fun and, and we've had a lot of laughs together and that's, and that's, that's what it's all about. I enjoy all that. So, but you know, again, we, we always kind of circle back to business because that's kind of what you and I have always wanted for ourselves. I Again, I got into the pools because I wanted a business. They used to say, well, what kind of business do you want? I said, well, I don't care what kind of businesses. It could be selling shoes. It could be building cars. It, it could be anything. And, and for whatever reason that the, I fell into a pool, it's kind of like the old Lipton joke, but, uh, but <laughs> it's uh, – you know, it's been good, and again, along the way, met some interesting and great people, and and uh, got the chance to experience and, and practice some of these things. And I think that's the hard part is is just is uh, pushing forward and trying to uh, you know try to do everything and, and get it uh, and enjoy and have a balance for life. And fitness is a new focus for me going forward. And and I've I've shared my ideas with eating right and, and being healthy and with you and and uh, it's as we get past that middle point in our lives, uh, you know, where it becomes more more evident and uh, more important to us. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I appreciate you sharing that stuff because that's one of my focuses. Uh, you know, not just because it's the new year; it was also a focus last year. I didn't do as great a job, but I'm really gonna turn it up here in 2017. But on the health side, you know, getting more sleep, eating better, and, and incorporating a a consistent exercise routine, um, which I know you you stay pretty consistent with at least something. You know, you're you're obviously moving and stuff. But uh, to go back to um, you know, with your dad, you were saying, and your grandfather. Who now were your influences for, or what were that inspired you um, to build the strong mindset that you have, and and the marketing know-how that you got? Share with us some of your your mentors, whether it was someone you did coaching, or books you read, or people that you follow on podcasts, whatever it may be. What are you doing now? Well, nowadays, again, my emphasis is on direct response and different types of things. I, you know, I. I've shared this with you, you know, Brian Harris over at Video Fruit. That guy is just is knocking out of the park right now. I, everything I listen to him on, on his blog posts and what he's doing is just just top notch. I'm I'm always impressed. Which it, it looks like simple information that he probably just gleaned out and just wrote down on a simple sheet of paper. But as I watch him from a distance and, and see the energy inner workings of his business, I can see, and, and he lets loose every once in a while, all the different players that are in the background again. Um, you know, from a fitness standpoint, I, I like 
listening to Rich Roll. He, he's kind of a, a vegan, ultra marathon type of uh, individual, but he's got great interviews, great people that he talks to, uh, leading people you know, that, that are that are on the edge of the new horizons of the economy, new technology, new ways of looking at life, and I think that's exciting for me. Is is just trying to get as much of that aspiration of newness and, and, uh, and understanding into what I'm doing and, and then finding the little ways that I can incorporate that into my life daily. And, and not in a big way to say, hey, f- from this day forward, I'm going to be in the gym two hours a day. But like I've shared with you again, taking little tiny steps and trying to implement little pieces day to day and consistently you know, going forward so that I don't feel like I'm trying to jump a giant hurdle, but by taking little tiny steps, I clear the hurdle without even thinking about it and find myself on the other side, looking back, thinking, wow, I look, you know, look what happened these last two years, you know, just by doing little steps and and going in the right direction. Yeah, that's, that's so important. So how, how valuable do you think those, those little mini habits that you're, you're establishing are, how important are they to your success? Well, I th- again, I think they're they're very important. I I always thought about saving money in the past, and, and you know, why would I save ten dollars a day or five dollars a day? And and now, as I get older, I say, wow, the value of that is immense, and and, and it's it, it's amplified when you look at it and all the different things you do, like writing a writing a blog post or writing an email for your client every day, or setting aside an hour every day to reach out and and write a thank you card to five of your, your past clients. And, you know, it's, 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 I think I don't remember who, who talked about it where the, they're walking along the beach and there's a thousand, you know, starfish on the beach and you reach down and picked one up and threw it back in the ocean. And they said, why'd you do that? You know, there's thousands of them. And I said, yeah, I know, but for that one, it means everything in the world. So, so, yes, I love that story. That's a great little story. So I try to try to implement that. I think going forward, I think you know, is, is to keep that close and dear, and just keep setting aside those tiny little things that I can do day in and day out. And and I think cumulatively over the next five years, I think will in my hope <laughs> is that it'll transform me personally and professionally. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I look forward to looking back in five years, you know, and looking at these little steps we do today, like this podcast with you at number 25 and five years from now, Pedro, that, you know, you're, you could be up there at the four or 500 range or, or maybe a thousand range just by taking simple steps. So that's, that's it. Right. And that's, that's the goal, bud, to keep it going and to, you know, hopefully each week add value to people. With yeah. you know, such as yourself and other guests and other things that I share from what I learn and read. So, you got it. Now, what what do you do daily? Do you have daily rituals that you do, like a morning ritual, or? So I, I do. I've got a I've got a little to do list that I keep daily. Uh, I learned one of those things from uh, my early years in the army. I would uh, one of my mentors would would write down what to do for the day and then cross it out as, as they did it. And then the next day carry that list forward. Um, so I, I've, I've done that ever since the army days, but now I've implemented some other things where I'll 
I'll set up quarterly and yearly goals and then and then try to attack them individually day by day. I, it's ever evolving, I gotta say. I, I, I'm trying to use the internet and the technology a little more, trying to find some more cloud-based programs to help me in that regard. I, you know, I, I'd like to start implementing a, a VA or some assistant work so that I can help delegate some of it. So if I had to go forward this year, I, I would like to see that some of my dailies get delegated out to others to allow me to work on some stuff that's closer to me or to, to come up with deeper ideas and help um, feather those out a little bit. So, so that's right now, that's probably my biggest day to day effort is just keeping track of the to do list and the, the tomorrow list and the quarterly built onto the year. So. Nice. Now, do you do any any reading in the morning, or do you listen to anything inspirational before you start your day, or do you try to, to do that as a daily habit? Or so, yeah. Again, you're 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 going to develop all my secrets here, but <laughs> uh, we want to share your wisdom. We got to let other people tap yes, into this so they can become successful like you, bud. Yeah. So I, I, I you know I don't know if it's a fault or a physical issue or not. I don't know, but um, I have a hard time sleeping past about four or five o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Maybe it's just being in the construction trade, I guess. All these years, you just, you get up before the sun, especially in the wintertime, it's hard. But but I do. I, I usually get up and uh, I spend at least an hour to an hour and a half in the mornings doing some reading and some some inspirational stuff every once in a while when I can find it. I, I try to, yeah, they always say, well, don't turn on your emails, but sometimes I I'll be honest, I do open emails because I like to see the way they're crafted. I like to see what type of hook they used or what type of bait or or what type of of sequencing they used over the period of two or three days to get me to move towards the next action. Because, you know, as a student of marketing, I'm I'm always looking at that. I always want to see, wow, what what, what aspect or what type of technique are they using for that? So I like the mornings for that. It seems to That's the caveat, bud, is yeah. <laughs> use it for a learning experience instead of just going through and, and reading about all the new shiny objects and going down rabbit holes. You're actually taking this and saying, hey, how can I apply what they're, exactly. they're doing here in my business to help grow and connect with my customers? So yeah, definitely no, that's, that's important to do it that way. You're not just doing it to read emails and, and, uh, do a little, uh, I don't know, a little brain candy in the morning. That's you know? right. Oh, I, I like that aspect of it. And then and then trying to do more with listening to uh, podcasts on the road as I travel between work, my office at home, and my office here at the uh, physical location, and and uh, add to that. And then, you know, filling out my dailies and, and trying to stay on task with those and see how efficient I can get with those. Sometimes... Sometimes I can get my dailies done by noon, and then I, I reward myself with uh, some uh, green juice. I'll go to get a green smoothie, or or I can get into the gym a little sooner so I can get home. You know, spend a little more time with family or such. But uh, but it's uh, it's interesting, and and to me, it's exciting. I'm I'm, I'm again looking forward to to where we can go with this thing over the next four or five years because it's. 
I feel like I have more backward view, and I guess I do. It, you know, being the age we are now, I can I can see the experiences of the past, and now I can see well now how can I implement these, and how can I move forward with it? It's uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's a daily thing, but exciting to look towards the future and the premise of it all. That's awesome. That's what the wise people do, bud. They look back at there and see see what uh, what has happened, what they can change, what they can implement. So, no, I think reflection is is very important. You got to do that. Now, do you have any daily musts like throughout the day like, you know, I must do this each and every day? Um, anything like that? Well, I don't know that I have a must. Um, I again, there's a few things that I try to do and you know, I've let that I've shared that with you over the time. And again, I think it's something that drew out of my army experience. Uh, When we would always finish uh, a training exercise, we always have an AAR after action review. We'd always sit down and and talk among the troops and our senior leadership and the trainers that were on site. And we'd always go through it and we'd say, all right, well, what was good about that? And we would try to to write it down so, so we have a record of it. Some of the things we would say, well, let's reuse that going forward. So, so I would write that down nowadays and say, okay, this, this is working. Or, And then others, we might say, well, we might have to recycle that. We might have to you know, try it again later, or we may just have to pull it out of what we do. So I have a, the three R's. I try to do that, reuse, recycle, you know, reinvent type of thing where we, we, we look at Everything we do day to day, and not in a critical way, but just in a sense that that uh, how can this be expanded upon or improved or that type of thing. I think from a if I was going to say what are the, my musts, I think it's probably the ones that I, I try to do on a daily basis, or if not daily, at least weekly to, to recap the week. That's huge, Bud. I, I like that. I've heard you mention that the three R's before, and I. I found that that's something that I want to definitely implement. I think it's a good thing. Um, and one of the things I want to do, I don't know if you do this, but I'd like to incorporate and do more journaling. So I'd kind of like to write it out. I don't know. Do you journal or is this a mental activity that you kind of just go through in your head? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I've read a lot on the ideas of journaling and, and uh, I haven't implemented that into my life. I, I'm afraid to, to leave it as a, as a book. <laughs> for my kids to read someday. So I just think it's better that I keep it to myself. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe as I get older, I won't worry so much. I, I told my wife, I said, you know, one of these years, I'm just going to make it uh, the habit of, of going naked. You know, Maybe if we just went naked, we wouldn't <laughs> care about it. And she said, oh, no, keep your clothes on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the, that's the idea. You know, if you allow yourself to be exposed like that, maybe maybe things wouldn't be so tremendous. You know, maybe you wouldn't worry about things as much. You'd say, hey, look, it's okay if I fall down. I, I, it doesn't matter because in doing so, I learned a lesson, and then, then I can I can add that to what I'm doing. So, so I don't mean it in a literal sense of going naked, but in the sense that, that uh, you know, let your inhibitions down and, you know, maybe eventually I'll start journaling and writing it down. I won't worry what somebody might read in the future about it. So, 
Yeah, that's, and that's one of the things I've learned too that's so important to success is basically getting to that point where you, you, you know, you take action. You don't worry about what others are going to think or say or are they going to be supportive? You know, is, is everything you're going to do be welcomed by others? No. Is it going to be supported? No. But if you don't take that chance, you're not, you're not adding that value or touching people. Cause even if you touch one person, just like your starfish story that you talked about, you know, it's, it's so easy for me to look at this, starting this, um, you know, podcast in April. So we got what a few more months here and I'll, I'll be coming on a year anniversary. And it's so easy to look at it and say, Oh, how many people downloaded this episode or how many up to now or how many people made comments? Cause I always encourage people listening to, to send comments. I want to hear from them. I want to, to see what they got out of these interviews or these talks and to share maybe what's working with them. Cause obviously I'm here to learn as well. So, you know, like with you, I want to learn from you. I don't have all the answers. I'm here to, to soak as much from, from Todd as I can from other sources, you know, to learn and get better and to constantly improve. And you've got some great ideas with your experience in the military. Um, you know, the things you shared about growing up with your dad and your grandfather, having a couple different perspectives, but, you know, learning that good work ethic when you were young, um, and how it applies now, you know, to start in a business during a tough time. So you got a lot of things that you've learned and implemented and, and used that are so valuable. And that's why I wanted you on this show to, to help share that with the audience. Cause I mean, I always encourage people, this is what I tend to do is I'll listen to a, a podcast or an interview or some audio. Then I like to go back through it with a pen and paper because there's ahas that I caught and maybe I jotted down something, but there's probably tons of other nuggets that I may have missed because I was thinking about what, what that person said at that time or whatever. So I always encourage people go back. There's so many good nuggets in here. And one of the things I think you talked about earlier, Todd, is important is, um, you were saying, I think with Brian Harris, um, from video fruit and we'll link his, uh, his information and stuff in the show notes, but you were saying how simple some of it is. And, and what I'm finding out is, as time goes by, I, simple, I think, is so important. I think when things are too complicated, the, the 101 steps to doing this, or here, here are the top 58 diets you can try in 2017. One, it's too overwhelming. The other thing is, you know, with too many options, most people then tend to ponder and not take action. So you tend to, to get paralysis from it. So I think things need to be simple. They need to be broken down into like the most actionable steps. And then what you touched on earlier, implement those as many little habits in your life, but stuff that you can do that are small enough that you'll take action. They're easy enough that you'll continue to take action. And with that continuing day in and day out, that's where you're going to see the results. It's not the thing you did for the year, you know, January, and now you didn't do anything till May of 2017. No, it's, it's Todd doing that small little thing and Brian and everybody else day in and day out. That's going to produce those long-term results. And for us to be able to look back at the end of 2017 and go, wow, man, I accomplished a lot because I did a lot of little things each and every day. 
Wow, what a great submission! I, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to go back and, and write all that down. But <laughs> I think no, I think you did a great job of pulling it all together and wrapping it up and kind of and, and kind of presenting it because that's right. I mean, I think that's the loop right there. It's it's this looking through it all and what we experience and what we do and and then finding a way to to just take those little steps day in and day out. And, and I know they're slow, and I, I mentioned that about our business growth. It just seems like, gosh, why can't it just explode exponentially? How come, you know, how come it's not a hundred million dollar business already? But it it could be, you know, with the right, you know, with the right uh, coddling and the right, you know, bringing along as it goes, you, you know, it can grow and, and, and develop into that, but. You just have to do the, the small things step by step by step, and, and over time you'll see the benefits from it. Just like saving five dollars every day or putting that money in the IRA, you know, at the end of thirty years, it's like wow, I, there, there is a lot of money in there. I didn't know that. So, so yeah, no, it's great to hear, and and um, you know, again, I'm glad to share that with you and, and learn from you as well. But so thanks. Hey, I appreciate it, bud. No, this has been great. I appreciate your time. It's been an awesome interview. I'm glad we were able to do this. And uh, before we we, uh, close up here, where can people reach out if they want to get in touch with you? Maybe they want to share um, about some of the stuff that you shared on Mindset. Or maybe someone's interested and said, hey, I like the idea of building my own pool. And how you shared with us that you could deal with anybody. You're not just local here in Arizona. What would be some areas to reach out to you that people could connect with you on either of those issues? Well, probably the easiest one is just our website there at byop.net. Just like build your own pool, we just use the acronym BYOP for everything. So, so uh, you know, there, we've got our phone number and there's a contact us button, and that's probably the easiest way and quickest way to get a hold of me if somebody needed to. I, you know, again, I wear all the hats, so so I get a copy <laughs> of all the emails that come in. So, so I'll find it and that that that, that work out right, or you know, reach it through you if if, if uh, somebody had a question and, and they want to pass it along to you through comments or or you know, I am and directly with you, I'm, I'm happy to answer it that way. Whatever is easiest for everybody. Awesome. Okay, we'll go ahead and put the byop.net into the show notes there, and then then all your other contact information is is right there for them. And again, I, I'll share anything that comes across through me with you as well, and we can get back to people that way. So, last question here, bud, or not actually a question, but um, closing out here. What would be your final piece of advice that you'd like to share with? the uh, marketer mindset family as far as you know someone maybe that is just getting into their own business or wanting to start their own business um maybe they're in their business and they're struggling like you talked about you know it seems like it's going slow and they're not getting the results that they want what what would you like to share with them as a final piece of advice well again i i think it's all cumulative and uh, you, you just Keep working at it. Keep adding to it. It's like sweeping out the house when my dad gave me a sweep. You know, it's this huge house, and I'm just a little guy with a broom. But I, you know, you just keep getting the dirt out of the corners and keep pushing it to the middle until you get it out there. And and it's it's not sexy. It's not uh, you know, it's not explosive. But 
but I think just doing the, the small things good, right, and, and continually doing them, and then measuring your results. You know, again, it's like working out. You, 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 if you start off pushing, you know, a hundred pounds off your chest, when two months later you're pushing 125 pounds off your chest, you, you can measure that. You can see the growth. So, yeah, instead of setting a goal of making a million dollars. Maybe set the goal as as watching and progressing your growth over time and, and taking you know some some happiness in that. It's like I said, it's not sexy, it's not explosive, but but uh, you know if you can a- apply that to whether it's working out or growing a business, I, I think you'll find some value in it. And, and over time, if you're good at what you do and you present uh, a value to the clients you serve. You know, again, I, I got to give credit back to an old guy by the name of uh, Jay Abraham. You know, he says, uh, you know, don't fall in love with your business. Fall in love with your customer. You know, find find what it is that you could be of value to them and, and give it to them. And, and in doing so, you'll you'll find value in your business. So so I, uh, I, I think that would probably be the biggest thing I would I would advise anybody that's starting a a new business is just just stick to it and you know? keep at it and right and uh, keep going don't don't quit there you go said said uh, nicely bud i think that's perfect great advice hey thanks again so much for coming on i really appreciate it and we're going to talk to you soon bud yeah thank you but i really appreciate it and, and all my congrats to you and uh, thanks for having me on your show uh, it's a real pleasure and to be here and, and be a good friend of you. Thank you. Well, you have been. Thanks. My privilege is all mine. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really and truly appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about developing a strong, successful mindset, then go ahead and subscribe by clicking the I'm in button below this podcast. Each week, I try to deliver great content that you can learn and apply immediately to help develop a better mindset so you can build a great online business and hopefully a better life. So if you like what we're trying to do here at The Marketer's Mindset, then help us spread the message and give us a rating and review on iTunes so we can help more online marketers. Lastly, I want to hear from you. So if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or an online marketer that you would like us to interview, then send me an email to brian at themarketersmindset.com. Thanks again. I love you guys. And until next week, take care, and I wish you a brilliant life.